Welcome in another edition of the Back and Forth Podcast. I'm your host, Stat Matt, a.k.a. Matt Raftery. Joined alongside, as always, by my co-host, Joey G. And uh, we got a fairly interesting show today, uh, a team that I I don't think either one of us thought we would be talking about uh, necessarily in this light any time soon, but... We well, definitely look forward to Oh, this is a great day. Yeah, we love this. This is, is a great day. This, this is like is the therapy for It's us. like Christmas almost. Yeah. Uh, for those... Uh, that are wondering, yes, we are talking about the demise of the Lakers and the uh, kind of dismantling of the team, it feels like, that's going on right now. Um, it's it's not looking great. They came off of a a loss to the Pelicans on Sunday. They followed that Blown up. Blown out by the Pelicans as well. Y- yeah, they... That they lost by like twenty five, I think, or something Some, like that. Twenty five, twenty eight, somewhere around, somewhere around there. And, yeah. and then they followed that up with the five point loss on Tuesday night to the Mavericks. Yeah, it's um, this isn't the championship aspirations type of Lakers that we were all hearing about in the beginning of the year. Yeah, they're sitting at twenty seven wins and thirty four losses, and I think this is something again that me and Matt have been wrong a lot of times, but I think this is uh, one of the things that me and me and Matt were. Um, we hit right on the money. Uh, we both said with the Lakers offseason pickups that they were just kind of picking up a lot of guys that had a reputation and had big names, I guess. Um, but it wasn't going to mesh well. Like any team could really do that, and you could put together any kind of group of players. Um, but when it all comes down to it, like we've said thousands of times on the show, there's only one ball. And also another thing that we brought up, a lot of these guys they are picking up off the bench were a lot in their older years. They were Trevor Reza. Uh, 34, 35, DeAndre Jordan, who they just released, gotten that bad in his late 30s. Um, so a lot of these pickups were – like their only one that I think that was a, a solid pickup that could have really played out well for them was going to be Kendrick Nunn, and we haven't even seen him a whole lot this season. You look at Russell Westbrook, me and Matt, right off when that happened, we're like, this isn't going to work. Westbrook, LeBron, you know, these that brings no shooting to their team. Um, Westbrook – Look how his last, I mean, three stints have really played. I mean, Oklahoma City wasn't a stint. He was really there for a long time. But look how the last few years of that played out. Look how um, the time in Houston played out for him. And look how the time in Washington played out for him. I don't think it's going to be any different here with Anthony Davis and LeBron James. I think they really need a point guard that can make plays and feed those guys the ball and not take shots away from them. And Russell Westbrook is the exact opposite of that in his recent years. Sure, he gets X amount of assists, but a lot of it is – and. Westbrook fans are going to hate it. It's, it's stat padding. Uh, so it's just a lot of guys that really don't fit very well, and you have a coach that probably has no control at all over his team. And I know it's a little bit different in the NBA because college, you know, the guys can't leave the hotel room, and you got them all on a very tight schedule and all that. And in the NBA, like, these are grown adults. You're not going to tell them, like, you need to be back in the room or you need to do this. You can't go out and do this tonight or blah, 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 blah. But most, most locker rooms have a respect for their coach. Like, I – I'll use the Celtics. I feel like the Celtics respect Ime Adoka. I feel like the Warriors respect Steve Kerr. Um, the Spurs, even though the Spurs haven't been so hot, like Popovich still has control over that team, and they respect Greg Popovich. I can't say that for Frank Vogel, and I really can't say that for – and I'm not trying to throw LeBron down here because, like, you know, LeBron is one of the greatest players that we'll ever witness. Uh, but, like, any other any, – any team that LeBron's been on in recent years, um, there's really been no – respect for the head coach and that head coach really doesn't have any control over the team so uh yeah I mean it hasn't worked out and I really don't see things turning around or changing for them I don't think 
LeBron's waiting till they get to the playoffs and he's going to turn around. Like, why would LeBron want to go into the playing tournament? Because right now they're at the ninth seed. So you got to win two games to get in the NBA uh, playoffs. And then, then he would earn, uh, what, the eighth seed? At best in this scenario, he earns the eighth seed. And he's going to have to play Phoenix in the first round. Look how that ended up last time for him. And he didn't have Anthony Davis in. He still doesn't have Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is out another five to ten weeks. So why would LeBron purposely put himself in another crappy situation and have to literally go through the probably most difficult path to the NBA Finals? Um, so they they might make it out of the playing tournament, uh, but they won't make it past the first round. Because right now the best – they're closer to the 12th seed than they are to the 8th seed. So I don't think – I really don't think they'll catch the Clippers uh, – the Clippers will probably earn that eighth or seventh seed. And yeah. And the Clippers have won six straight against the Lakers as well. So just not, not I don't know. I don't know what direction they're going to go in this offseason. I can probably bet you Westbrook won't be there. Um, and again, I'm not a Lakers fan, so I really hope they don't figure it out. <laughs> but if they want to, if they want things to change, they got to get a head coach that the players respect and that LeBron's going to want to play for. And they got to find a point guard who's going to, they got to get a Chris Paul kind of guy on their team. If Chris Paul would have went to the Lakers this offseason, that that had no chance in happening. But if that would have happened, the the Lakers would be in a much better situation. That's kind of the the player they need on their team right now. Yeah, man, it's it's interesting. I I heard something the other day that um, I don't necessarily know if I disagree with it. That the if LeBron only won one championship for the Lakers. So let's say 2020 is the only one he gets. I don't know if very many Laker fans would be as appreciative of say, to say, like, if LeBron did that with any other franchise. Like, if he if he did it with the Pacers or the Clippers, I mean, obviously those franchises haven't had great postseason success, so getting just one is, you know, a big milestone for them. But I feel like if LeBron only got the Lakers one, they would kind of almost scoff at it and be like, well... I mean, look at our franchise history. We've got Kobe that's gotten us five. You know, Shaq has gotten us two or three. Kareem's gotten us however many. So, like, magic. Yeah. So they would kind of, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they would necessarily appreciate LeBron the way maybe other franchises would. And the way it's heading, I don't see this team, first off, getting any younger. Second off, I don't see LeBron getting any. Better in a sense as far as, as far as getting closer to his prime. I think he's on the decline from his prime. You can start seeing different parts and pieces of his game start to break down a little bit. Like, for instance, he doesn't he's those shots that he was making in the fourth quarter earlier in his career. They're starting not to fall now, and you can start seeing he's taking a lot more time off. He's starting to use load management a lot more. Whereas before, LeBron was basically playing every game, uh, especially during the prime of his career, and. Um, he, you know, it wasn't really a thing where we were talking about LeBron taking games off. Um, he was, you know, quote unquote, Mr. Durable. And the last few seasons, he's dealt with pretty significant injuries. He's missed significant amounts of time off. And not having Anthony Davis in the lineup, I think, does affect this team as, you know, fun, as fun as we make Anthony Davis. And, you know, we do make fun of him a little bit. Um, I, I do think he does play an, an interesting role in the team as far as getting rebounds, being the low presence, and help aiding the scoring for LeBron. Because it feels like if LeBron doesn't go for 45, this team probably doesn't have a chance to win. And they're playing teams right now that are playing good basketball. Like the Mavs are playing really good. 
Um, even though they're fighting for a playoff spot right now, every time they play the Clippers, it seems like the Clippers come ready to play against the Lakers. It doesn't really matter the records. Um, you mentioned they've won six in a row, and um, I just think that the Lakers maybe even came into the season just kind of expecting themselves to be in the playoffs. Like they figured, oh, we'll, we'll just find a way to get there. Like they weren't really worried about how they were going to get there, and now they're at a point where they're going to they're gonna have to start worrying about how they're going to get there because they are probably – in my opinion, the most underachieving team that we saw this season. I mean, you look at even their odds, I think they were like 4-1 to one to win the championship to start the season. Now they're like 40-1. to one. Like yeah. every, every Everybody, I think, including the Lakers, expected this to be a rebound year from where they were. And all we heard last season was, oh, it was just the injuries. It was just the injuries. Like, just give this team a little bit of time to get healthy and just watch out. I mean, how much more time do we need to give them? I mean, I'm kind of running out of time with the Lakers and running out of time to see what this team's actually going to do. And, um, you know, kind of touching on the Russell Westbrook point, like Joey said, we kind of saw this one coming once they signed Westbrook that this team, he didn't make the team any better. Like, I, I know that's kind he's of— He's just a big star. And... Yeah, he's just another name. It would have been like, you know, if you trying to think of another star that would have been the equivalence to Russell Westbrook— um, I don't know if you had signed even a even how good of a fit Demar Derozan is right now in Chicago. Yeah, Demar Derozan wouldn't have made the Lakers any better. Right, Demar Derozan is just another name that probably would not have worked out there. Derozan's a fantastic player, but he fits really well. Chicago has built a perfect roster, and he fits perfectly in that. He gets thrown into Los Angeles with the Lakers this year. You would he wouldn't be getting much, or he would not be getting as much MVP candidate or MVP hype um, as he's getting right now. Yeah, I mean, like what, I said, they need a, a facil- facilitating point guard, and they need shooters off the bench. Like they need a Seth Curry kind of guy off the bench, and they need a point guard who's gonna make plays and um, for for Anthony Davis and LeBron. Yeah, and I think Westbrook, the narrative's already out on Westbrook, and it's been out for a while that he is arguably the most inefficient player in the league. He, yes, is going to probably get you a triple double, but he's going to in turn, take 30 shots to get there. He's going to probably turn the ball over more than you'd like, and he's that's just kind of his style of game. He's very abrasive. He, he's not very um, selective with his game plan. It's just go, go, go. And, um, you know, in Oklahoma City, he kind of had the freedom to do that because he was the option once Kevin Durant left. You know, once we saw that year after KD, Russ was really trying to, I think, uh, overdo it in a sense and he kind of carried that mentality through to Houston and through um I think it was just Houston then in LA right or did was there another stop with Russ D- DC the Wizards that's right he went to DC and I think he was trying to do the same thing with uh in DC especially without John Wall there now he's kind of the guy in DC Bradley Beal's in and out of the lineup I think Bradley Beal was dealing with a lot of injury stuff so right. um it, it's tough to come to a team where you do have that legitimate option because he really hasn't had that go-to option since Kevin Durant. And I'd even oh, and I, even that's even playing Kevin Durant's a go-to option, LeBron's a go-to option. James Harden's a guy that's probably going to go off every now and then for 35 or 40 if on a good night. Um, but he's not a Kevin Durant where you know you're going to get 30 every night. He's not a LeBron where you can pencil him in for 25 or 30 a night. James Harden's also going to have those nights where he, he goes 5 of 23 from the field and has 13 points. Yeah. And lastly, before we wrap up here, uh, to your point with 
uh, how Laker fans will will view LeBron once his his career there in LA is done. Like what has other than that twenty twenty and people can say whatever they want about the twenty twenty championship. Some people were like, eh, you know, everything going on, you know, they they accomplished something that you know a lot of other teams couldn't. And other people were like, you know, there was no playoff atmosphere. They were playing in a a hotel convention center or they're playing in at the Disney World Worldwide of Sports or ESPN Worldwide of Sports or wherever they're playing. Uh and you know, there are a lot of teams that made surprising runs in the bubble and there are a lot of players that played a lot better than they usually do in the bubble. Like TJ Warren was averaging forty some points a night. And I don't even know what team TJ Warren's even on anymore. So that kind of just shows that how the bubble affected different players and players play differently and other players, you know, or whatever. Uh but you cross off or you take away that 2020 championship which again everyone has their own view on on whether it's real or mickey mouse or you know um previous year they didn't make the playoffs his third year they go 40 and 32 i think somewhere around there and they get bounced in the first round and this year they're 27 and 34 and they're on track to not make the playoffs again so i mean you look at it and again like Matt was saying with other teams, if this was the Clippers or the Timberwolves or um, the Rockets or like teams that aren't used to having championships, aren't used to having that kind of success, they would probably be much more appreciative of it and you'd be remembered a lot more for it. Like the Kawhi Leonard, for example, the Raptors, he was there one season. They won one championship. Um, he left and you would think that he would get booed in his return to Toronto, but it was the exact opposite of that. And he's probably still, to this day, the most memorable and truest Raptor of all time is probably going to be Kyle Lowry, but the greatest player to ever wear a Raptors uniform is going to be Kawhi Leonard, and he was only there for one season. And Raptor fans will never forget him because he won them a championship. With the Lakers, it's different because, like Matt said, you've had so many great players walk through that building that I'm not saying LeBron's going to be forgotten, but he's not going to be as praised, and he's not be getting statues outside of Staples Center. Like, I'm – Based off what he's accomplished there so far, there's no reason to put a LeBron statue there. There's a reason for a Shaq statue. There's a reason for a Kobe or Will Chamberlain, um, Magic Johnson, uh, Paul Gasol. The list goes on and on and on with all the great Laker players that have played there. Uh, but LeBron, compared to these guys' resumes, I don't know. Well, for the longest time, like it's it's funny how, how quick Laker fans switched up. They hated LeBron for the longest of times throughout his career because – Kobe was the, was the Lakers guy, and the comparison was always Kobe or LeBron. So from that aspect, the Laker fans didn't really care for LeBron all that much. So flash forward to now, obviously he's on their team. So yeah. I mean, you can't really hate the guy too much. But um, you know, I think that's the other aspect that kind of plays into it. Is like LeBron was never always liked by the Laker fan base. I mean, there was a point in time, early to midpoint of his career, where he was playing with the Cavs, where he was playing with the Heat. Laker fans didn't like LeBron because they they felt Kobe was their guy and right. they weren't going to essentially back up both Kobe and LeBron. Yeah. Um, but so, like we always say, we will see and we very much look forward to the Lakers' downfall. And uh, they have a lot of um, just like last season, they have a lot of uh, questions to be answered this offseason. And there's probably going to be a, a lot of guys on that team that won't be wearing a Lakers jersey next year, and there might be a few surprises in there. I don't think LeBron is a realistic option to say that he won't be there, but Anthony Davis is somebody who couldn't be there. Russell Westbrook is somebody who couldn't be there. And um, Taylor Horn Thucker and all these other guys that they praise so much and they make a lot better than they seem. Um, 
I think everyone could be on the move, honestly, besides LeBron. I'm not saying all of them will be traded, but everyone is, is available, I think, besides LeBron. Well, I mean, not to mention the Laker front office doesn't really treat their greats all that well. I mean, you saw what went what went down with Jerry West. They basically revoked his season tickets yeah. um, for essentially no reason it felt like, or if there was, it was a very minor, small reason. Um, but... Yeah, that that just kind of goes to show how the how a franchise will treat one of arguably one of the best point guards that ever has played for the Laker franchise and Jerry West. Right. Um, yeah. Classic <laughs> uh, Laker Nation. Yeah. Um, I'm just glad that Jerry's across the hallway at the Clippers now. That's all I can say. But uh, real quick before we jump off, do the Lakers make the playoffs? They make the play-in tournament. I don't think they get in. I don't think they make the play-in. Uh, I mean – the way this team's playing right now. Portland's two games behind, and New Orleans, New Orleans is playing a lot better. New Orleans, I think, can hold that 10th spot. I don't, I don't know if Portland can catch up to – I guess Portland's like pretty much on the same level the Lakers are. Um, <laughs> what a, I don't, what I don't a know terrible if, basketball game. Yeah. I don't <laughs> know if Portland can can sneak in there. Because I was looking at the Lakers' schedule. It's, it, it softens up in about a week or so, and they can probably go on a run there. Um and I think that will kind of secure their ninth or tenth seed. But past that, they win the first game. I think. I think they beat New Orleans despite the um, the recent game. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they'll have to play either the Clippers or the Timberwolves, and I don't think they win either of those games. Because the Clippers will have Paul George back by then, hopefully. And then you look at the Timberwolves, Anthony Edwards, and Cat and D'Angelo Russell. Those three have been playing great basketball together. So. And that will be a road game. So they'll either be in Minnesota or be in, well, same arena, but technically a Clippers home game. Yeah. Well, that's the, that's the craziest thing about the Clippers. Like, I don't necessarily know the status of Kawhi, if he's even going to play this season. Right. If he is, it might be towards the latter half of the season. Um, the craziest thing is the Clippers could very well be the best eight seed we've seen in a while if both those guys come back, like Paul George and Kawhi, because that's an eight seed that – I think might be able to give Phoenix a little bit of a run because you got to remember Phoenix is going to be down Chris Paul. They don't have Chris Paul for a while. He's I think broke his thumb, I believe, of some yeah. sort. It's a thumb injury of some sort that's kept him out. They said at least six to eight weeks, something like that. So they might not have Chris Paul, or he might be very limited in his availability. I I think if Kawhi and Paul George come back. That's a scary eight seed for the Clippers. You know, a scary team that's an eight seed having both their superstars back in the lineup. But as we always like to say, we'll have to wait and see when it comes to the Lakers, the Clippers, basically everybody in the NBA and beyond. Uh, But thank you guys for tuning in to the Back and Forth podcast. We'll be putting out some more content here in the near future. But until then, stay tuned. Make sure you guys tune in on Mondays from 6 to 7 p.m. on the Rebel HD2 for the Back and Forth radio show with Joey and myself. And either Dom or Aiden, you know, whoever. Yeah, sometimes we get all a full house. Uh, but nonetheless, you'll have Joey and myself on that show as well. Until then, enjoy the weekend, and we will talk to you guys on Monday. <laughs>